This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two, episode 74. It's the ghost of Brant Brown. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. In this segment, Crawley interviews Mick Gillespie, play-by-play broadcaster for the Southern League champs, the Tennessee Smokies, to talk about the end of the Smokies' 45-year title drought. Here's the one-two. Swing, line drive, leaping, and it's caught by Shaw. And for the first time in 45 years, them boys from Tennessee have planted their pennant alone atop the mountain. In 2023, at long last, the Smokies are champions of the Southern League. They win the ball game by a score of 10 to 3. They sweep away their biggest nemesis. And they've won it all. What do you say? What do you say? Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, we got the Southern League champion broadcaster Mick Gillespie. Mick, I just got to ask you, how you feeling after all that craziness went down last night? Hey, hey, what do you say, man? You know, uh, <laughs> I didn't get that, the what do you say call from that song, by the way. I got it from my grandfather, how he answered the phone every day. And oh, uh, it's just such a Cubs kind of thing, you know, even though it, it had nothing to do with the Cubs. It just had to do with, like, everybody in my family always answered the phone or when they would see it, it'd be like, what do you say? You know, and I just was like, I wonder. So years ago, I started that. And uh, what I say is I feel great. Um, you know, that we had lost four championships. And Ryan Sandberg got us to the first one. He, he, he in 09, uh, really turned the, 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 you know, the culture around the winning. And we got absolutely hosed by a bad umpire in game one. And we lost a tough series with the Marlins double-A affiliate, the one we just beat. And we got back the next year. Rhino had gone to Iowa and, we had a guy named Bill Dancy. That team was 33 games over 500. We were so good. And we lost to the same team. And then we lost again in 2011. <laughs> we had a guy named Brian Harper, really good guy. Uh, really didn't manage the, the, the playoffs great, you know. And they're tough, man. You, you re- There's so many different things that can go wrong, you know. Well, we got back last year. It's the first time since 2011 we got back. And we were – in the same spot we were in yesterday and we lost back-to-back games to those guys, Marlins double-A affiliate now in Pensacola. So to win the first game and and just kick the crap out of them and then do it again a second time to like, you know, not come up short 
uh, it was awesome, you know, and, and all those years, uh, you know, to think that it was a Cubs affiliate that won this one. And it was a White Sox affiliate that won the one in, in you know, 1978 with Tony La Russa and Harold Baines and Joe Gates, Britt Byrne, you know, some really good players were on that team back then. And we're going to look back at this team and we're going to realize there was a lot of good players too. But uh, I didn't want to mess the call up. You know, this is Tennessee's team. And I wanted them to have a call that represented that area and w- w- what they do. And uh, and I hope that that's what we got out of it. Oh, I, I still get some goosebumps here. And when, when we last talked, you know, the Smokies punched their second half ticket to the postseason um, by, by winning the second half of the season. And the first opponent you guys got were the Chattanooga Lookouts. And, you know, Cade Horton, you know, the draft number one draft pick from 2022 he starts game one, pitches five scoreless innings of shutout ball. He only gave up three hits. And the one thing, you know, um, I, I when I watch the, the different games from the Smokies, you know, Cade Horton, everyone knows what a study is. But I was just really, really impressed with the bullpen. Uh, Zach Lee, I thought, pitched well. Riley Martin and Hunter Biggs. Yeah. Those, those guys, you know, they just did not look rattled at all. No, no. Well, let me start with Cade Horton. He's top of the line uh stuff i mean he's a stuff he's he's a ahead of where any pitcher we've had in a long time has been this was like his what's eighth start two in the playoffs and six in the regular season and you're you're already looking at him and going okay he's gonna be a really good big leaguer and and the scouting side of me and some scouts i was talking to some scouts i'm friends with before the game and and i i said well He's great. I mean, he's a he's an ace type guy. He's got this amazing, really tight grip slider that he can put where he wants it. He can change speeds with it. Uh, he can throw it for a strike. He can throw it where it's not a strike, but it looks like a strike. He he throws the fastball where he wants it. Sometimes it's a little flat, but it doesn't matter. I mean, because you have to worry so much about the the uh, the slider. It just sneaks up on you at 95, you know, which is crazy that we don't think 95's, you know, throwing gas anymore. But, um, but when he elevates it, I like it. I like it when it's up here, you know. He throws a change up. He doesn't throw it enough for me. And he walks, you know, walks some guys, maybe cut back on that. But I'm, no, I'm nitpicking. I mean, this guy's he, – he, he stays healthy. And, you know, you put him right there with Wicks – and steel and, 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 you know, and Assad and you got a pretty good young rotation. Yeah. And like I said, the, you know, the bullpen, you know, kept that one, you know, kept it close as far as, as the game is concerned, as far as Zach Lee, Riley Martin and Hunter. Big. Yeah. Uh, Hunter big picked up the save on that one. And then yeah, I- he did, he did, you know, he, he was awesome. I mean, during the regular season, there's a lot of restrictions that the Cubs put on pitching because they don't want guys to get hurt. And I've criticized them for it. I I think you got to be a little bit, you got to, I think you've got to play the game. I mean, I just, I just think you do, you know, but they're, they're one of the, uh, one of the safest, one of the most conservative organizations when it comes to pitching. And I think it slows down developing at times, but not for everyone. You know, this, it's not going to affect Kate Horton. I don't think, I mean, he's just, that good you know uh wicks you know some of those guys that you you know that have left 
or that aren't having the success, I think they probably need to pitch more innings just to get the touch and feel that it takes to to be an everyday pitcher. But Hunter Biggie was so good. I mean, he he went, the games against Chattanooga were really tight, and we we've played them a ton. You know, like. 30 times in a regular season and they're a good team and they won the first half, but we just, we've always played them good. I mean, they're our neighbor, you know, we see them a lot. They're like, you know, less than two hours from our stadium. And he came in and, and, and just threw gas. And we saw him doing this at the beginning of the year. And then he got promoted to triple a and, and he didn't have the success that he had. And then he came back and he was out of kilter and, and then he found it again. So, uh, you, when you have you, all of a sudden you got three really good pitchers in in the in these short series, right? So right. you had you had Horton, and you had Walker Powell, and then you had Brandon Birdsell. I got a spider on my microphone, and then um, you know, so you got those. I don't want him to jump in my mouth, so <laughs> <laughs> a little jumping spider, and then um. Then you got you know Biggie closing closing out games, and there was a guy named Blake Whitney who's helped out a lot during the season. Uh, uh, Frankie Scalzo Jr., who we hadn't even had that long, but he was really good. Like w- we were in trouble in the Chattanooga game at home, and he he came in with the bases loaded and one out, one pitch, got a double play, and that changed the entire game and that entire series. And then you know, and, and basically what the formula was for all these games is we scored first and we scored a lot and then the bullpen pitched after the starters and if anyone got in trouble the manager Kevin Graber was on top of bringing the next guy in and never really allowing the the you know the, the lookouts or the blue Wahoos to uh, to get momentum yeah you know and then and again scoring early in, in game one you scored three runs in the third all three runs BJ Murray who went two for three at an RBI. Oh, and Casey, two for four with RBI double, and Haiti McCreary crowd out for uh, the third run. So the Smokies win this one three to one. And, you know, when you take a look at Owen Casey, he's a guy that, that you know, he's always going to be tied to the U Darvish trade. And he really kind of turned some heads, I wanted to say, in the World Baseball Classic. You got to see him for the season. What, what did you see when you with Owen? Well, I really like Owen. Um, he's still a young player. He's got... Well, first off, just defensively, he's excellent. He he's got a great arm. His routes are fantastic to the ball in the outfield. He's just a smart player. He's not throwing past the cutoff man. He'll he'll cut down guys trying to score because he has such a good arm. I love him in the outfield. And then at the plate, you know, power drives and runs. He's still working on some stuff. You know, he's got he he's got to be a little more selective. He walks a lot, but he strikes out a lot. And I know some people say, well, in this day and age, you know, I'm sure some of the analytic people would say that, you know, you it's okay to to strike out. But I think that he's got to make more contact because when he does, good things happen. So you want him to put the bat on the ball. And for that, he's just got to be a little bit more selective on certain pitches. But all in all, he's a star player. And he's a, he's a very mature guy. Very well, way more mature than you would think for a 21 year old. So I've been really impressed by, by him. Now, game two saw the Smokies head to Chattanooga, like you said, not, not too far away. And in the same formula that you talked about, Walker Powell, you know, throws five innings of one run ball. And I think we talked about him before, was he undrafted? And yeah. they, they picked him up. 
And then, you know, you, you talked a little bit about Frankie Scalso, but, uh, you know, Kevin Alcantara is another guy that you didn't have that long, but in the second three run Homer puts the Smokies up three, nothing. And Andy Weber, who was two for four, drove in another run to make it four to nothing. So when you think about those two, when you think about Alcantara, who was a guy that just yeah. got there and Weber, who's been in his second year with the Smokies, tell me a little bit about Kevin Alcantara and the short time you got to see El Jaguar. Yeah, you know, I didn't know that he was a Jaguar until last night. Kevin Graver told me. I I said he reminded me of a shark because he was, you know, like I live on the water. I mean, first off, you know, so there's no Jaguars (laughs) down here, but there are sharks. And what I love about Alcantara is he's not trying to walk. He's, He's not trying to just go up there and and get on base he's trying to hit it out of the park he's trying to drive in runs he's he's looking to make solid hard contact he's got a killer instinct and we had him batting down in the bottom of the lineup just to go to show how good and talented this team was we had a lot of the cubs prospects we got the um what i call the south bend calvary like a week before the end of the season and um he was a big part of it. He, he was, we didn't have this last year. If it, we, we lost in the championship series last year, they had promoted uh, Alexander Canario and they didn't give us Pete Crow Armstrong. They left him in South Bend and we, we didn't have a center fielder. So they should have either left him there or sent us someone like a, a legitimate center fielder. Well, they took Pete Crow Armstrong and they gave us Kevin Alcantara and, and, that solidified the middle. He plays. He he's not as good to me defensively as uh, uh, Canario. Canario, but he's close. Kind of reminds me of the same type of player. But plays good defense, and and he can hit. And he drives and runs. And he's really long and lanky. He's kind of like um, I, I don't want to say he's Dave Winfield, but just kind of like that build. And so he he swings at a lot of pitches. But he's so long that like you really have to miss for him not to be able to get to it. And he came up with so many – he came up with a lot of big plays in, in the little bit of time that we had him. But I, I said, yeah, he's like a shark. And, uh, and, and Kevin's like, no, nah, he's, he's a jaguar. And I'm like, jaguar. okay. And he's telling me about it. I said, well, it makes sense. I, I, you know, jaguar, shark, same, same concept. But he was great. I, he just – he brought a lot of fire to the team too, a desire to win that the Cubs in the big leagues are going to really like him. Love it. And, and, and Andy Weber, you know what I mean? Like, a, you know, a guy that's on, you know, he was on this team that lost in the postseason last year. So it's had to have been good for him to contribute like he did and, you know, play all over the infield and play healthy. I mean, he, he, you know, he had a, a great start the last year and then got hurt. And so, you know, they came back this year and, um, honestly, you know, he, I talked to him after the game last night, you got to have that. He, and he's not old, but you got to have that veteran guy around all those kids. You know I mean? You, you're talking about a lot of guys like, you know, how old's Alcantara, you know, can, is he even old enough to drink? I mean, you know what I mean? Like you got all these guys, like we can't have the champagne. Here's grape juice, you know, um, because they're, they're young, but, um, he, he's kind of that veteran presence that played college baseball and, was part of the the South Bend championship team in 2019. Great guy. So I was really happy for him. I, I was happy when I talked to him after the game, and he's like, this is the most baseball I've played in a while, you know, just 